This podcast contains material and language that may be disturbing to some listeners. While not explicit, listener discretion is advised. David and Shane discuss their random paranormal adventures and stories. We dive into paranormal cases from the past and the present. We also talk about what got us into the paranormal, the highlights, and the scary moments while on our adventures. This is Shane, and you are listening to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to us. My name is Shane. And I'm David. And on this episode of the BRP Podcast, we have an awesome guest. But before we get to our guest, we have a few things to go over. Now, on all of our episodes that we've done, I've done a pre-recording and talking about the Logan Paracon that's going to be happening. I realize now after some time that I've been saying the wrong date the whole entire time. So it's actually on October 9th. It's a Saturday. Our next episode that's going to be coming out we are going to be talking with the founder of the Logan Paracon. He's also a book writer as well, and we're going to be talking about some of the things that he's experienced, the stuff that he writes about, and we'll also be talking about the Paracon as well. So I just want to get that out of the way real quick. Now you've noticed, it's been some time since our last recording to this recording, It was a very unfortunate circumstance that my wonderful co-host David got COVID. And he has recovered. He's about 75-80% right now. He still is having lung issues and and having a hard time breathing at work. But outside of that, he survived and he's still with us. Good birthday gift, by the way. Yeah. You want to kind of give your take on the whole being sick for two weeks um i mean it sucked uh i literally got it on i didn't get it on my birthday but like it started affecting me the worst on my birthday um where i busted out into like a full-blown fever and stuff and yet it was not good for definitely the first week and then um i never had asthma or anything like that before but uh so after that fever and everything broke and I was feeling somewhat okay but I was at home the whole time so I never really did anything I tried going back to work um, and got to the job site and within like not even an hour in doing some work I had an asthma attack Mm. and uh, I had an inhaler at home that my wife uh, has had and uh, so I had my coworker drive me from Farmington all the way to my house in Ogden which is a half hour drive so I went a half hour with not being able to get a deep breath in that sucked (laughs) like my body was shutting down was going into shock all that stuff and yeah that was pretty bad so then I was like yeah I'm not ready to go back to work and then just been dealing with my lungs hurting and go just going up and down stairs trying to catch your breath it's been a slow process getting back into it but uh I've went a full week of work this week so it's it's getting better and then with the air quality I never used to notice air quality 
like if it was bad it would never affect me but now mm. it, it, it affects me mm. so it it's tough but uh i mean i didn't really end up going in the hospital so that's good and uh, i'm not dead so that's also good exactly so just, just trying to move on you know trying to try not to th- you don't want to think about it too much because it's depressing as shit so yeah that's why i'm here now recording and maybe we dodged a bullet when that all happened because you did invite us to go up there to your family's plot up in idaho for your birthday and we had other uh arrangements that particular weekend so i think we kind of dodged a bullet on that one but it still sucks nonetheless you got sick yeah and no one in my family up there that i was around got sick either which was crazy because at the time i didn't know i had covid when i was up there uh because i just had a cough like the majority of the time i was up there and then the last night is when the fever hit me so it no one in my family got sick because of that so yeah that's pretty good yeah that's that's a huge plus because honestly ever since you told me that you were sick and you were getting the COVID shot i was hoping that it wasn't the COVID shot the whole um COVID sickness um but then when it came back positive you know I, I reached out to you daily made sure you were okay you know i was worried about you obviously because definitely didn't want you to go down the path that some other people have went down when they've gotten COVID. so i'm glad you're healthy and alive now yep i'm ready to look look that time in the rearview mirror and get back to to my life mm-hmm. and the time when you got COVID to the last investigation that you went on to it was literally a week because we got back from Tonopah, you worked for a week and then all of a sudden you were sick for two weeks yeah and that's where i was trying to think did i get it from that trip but no one on the trip was sick mm-hmm. so but no it was a co-worker no. at work that's cool yeah well uh, at least it's done and over with now you've experienced it unfortunately but you did experience it yeah i did good for the longest time too i didn't get it for the longest time i know and i'm the one person out of everybody that's been living my life like normal ever since the pandemic hit and i still have yet to get it oh okay i haven't changed shit I've been to Vegas twice in the last four months, and I haven't gotten sick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't change anything either. And you might be wondering, where where did this mysterious voice came from? Well, I'm about ready to tell you. This is our awesome guest that we have on a, the BRP podcast. His name is Tim Behunin. You, you keep saying awesome guest, and I'm like looking around like, does he is he talking about somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. I mean, he does have a glorious red beard with a little bit of gray showing. Don't be jealous. Oh, I'm totally jealous. But if I didn't pluck out all of my gray hairs, yeah. Oh, no, I hold on to those things. It establishes my my dominance as a male. I recently shaved my beard during my quarantine. Shows my authority. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I guess I can't get over the fact that I'm getting older. So gray hairs start popping up. Yeah. I'm also like 10 years older than you or something like that. So something like that. How old are you? I just turned 39 last week. Oh, you're only eight years older than me. I just turned 31 this year. I'm 24. So we're just going to leave. I didn't start getting gray until about four years ago. So, Hmm. so you got some time. 
Actually, yeah. you're getting gray early. What's wrong with you? Uh, genetics. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least you have more hair on your head than I do. I'm going, I'm like way bald. I know. I was worried that I was going to get my dad's genes on that, but apparently I got my mother's genes, so I got a full head of hair. Well, that's nice. Yeah. What's that like? <laughs> well, you know, if I if I could just trade it out with my dad's wavy hair instead of this curly hair that I have from my mother, I'd be a little bit happier. But See, the nice thing is, is I'm six and a half feet tall. Six foot five, so no one really can see the top of my head. Yeah, no one. No one unless someone's taller than you can see the top of your head. <laughs> nope, and the only person I knew that was taller than me just moved to Ohio, so I'm good to go. Right. <laughs> well, Tim, the last time me and you were on a podcast was years ago on the Wisps podcast. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. So, give us an update. What seems to be going on in your life, bro? Well, I uh, spend most of my time just working at the wonderful yogurt factory, um, receiving the milk and stuff like that. Um, wait, wait, you receive milk? Receive the milk, yes. Mm, mm. That sounds creamy. It is. It's frothy. Um, now I work in the milk receiving, so when the trucks show up, I, I hook them up and unload them. And that's what turns into yogurt by other people. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I did leave. I used to be a member. Um, I don't mention the team on my show, uh, but I used to be a member of a team called Wisps, and I used to be a host of the Supernatural Hour um, or the Wisp Show. We changed names at one point. Um, but I have since left. I've started another team uh, called Energy Visions in the Paranormal, or EVP, uh, with the uh, a couple friends of mine, the Buko boys, uh, Derek and Dell, but on the show it's, it's ghosty and DVO, which big shout out to those two. They're hilarious and they're awesome to hang out. Oh, I, I love these guys. They're, mm. they're awesome. Um, but we have the EVP podcast where we talk about what, same thing you guys talk about, but just from our perspective and our experience, um, just another paranormal show. So when you're done listening to this podcast, go and check mine out. Um, I, I honestly only listen to two podcasts uh, besides my own, and it's this one, the BRP podcast. I love what these guys have to say, and I love hearing their perspective on the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bacon Cell. Yeah, That's awesome. I, I have your guys's on my Spotify list. I listen yeah. to you guys. And we definitely listen to you guys. I listen to you guys whenever I do have a free moment to listen to podcasts. I'm a little behind. I think I'm about three or four episodes behind, but I am slowly catching up. That's and that's fine. We like we crank out an episode every week, so yeah. we're we're on top of it. And we're actually, I'm gonna be we're recording what tonight on Friday. I'm gonna be recording my show here in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we usually pump one out every Monday, and then you guys are every other Monday. So yeah. So you got two paranormal shows coming out every at least every Monday. Yep. Or every other Monday. So well, and with the whole uh, delay with David getting COVID and everything, we've decided that. Once we get all three of these uh, episodes, the last three of season one edited, um, they're going to be coming out every week. So every Monday until the end of the first season. And then we're going to be taking a couple month hiatus to revamp the podcast and get it ready for season two. And we got a lot of good topics coming for season two. So definitely tune in for that. But we appreciate the kind words. We we've been friends with you guys for a long time. I think, what, five years now? It's been about five years. years. We met at um, 
that one paranormal show or expo that was at the uh, college the first year. Yeah, it was badass. Uh, it was by badass. On. Yeah, uh, badass paradise. That was. I or Paul, say, technically, like, but. Well, yeah, it was uh, Paul. Paul Welch, another friend of ours. Um, yeah, that was like 2016, I think. So it's mm-hmm. been like, yeah, five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. And I was on your guys's uh, when you were on that podcast. And you guys interviewed me then, and I think I've been on that podcast officially. I think two or three times. Yeah, I know uh, at least twice because we did that year, and then I believe we had you on the following year as well at the uh, expo there. I, I think we've, I mean, we set up and recorded at a couple different expos, so you've been on like, like you said, two or three times, maybe four. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's always fun working with you uh, on and off podcast. Like, yeah, we've done we've done some public investigations together. Mm-hmm. At uh, it's mainly been Benson, Benton Christian Mill. I think we did. I think one of my favorite investigations I did with you, and I, I believe you were there as well, David. At um, the Salt Lake one. Yeah, um, at the the convention. I think it was the. I want to say it was the first one. The first when I met you guys. The first investigation we ever did together, we actually found a little hallway away from everybody else. We were away from the convention uh, just because the item that we were investigating was actually a haunted object. Mm-hmm. And this this particular uh, object is actually a little clown doll. That is called Popo the Killer Clown Doll. Mm-hmm. And it apparently like um, focuses more on children. Like it's it's been known it's to be the cause of like five deaths of five people and two of them children. Yeah. And the weirdest thing, and I don't know if you remember if you guys remember this, but it, it stands out in my head. Like we're, like I said, away from everybody else. We're down a hallway. No one should be going down. Um, as soon as we pull the doll out of the box and start kind of looking at it, all of a sudden you hear kids playing outside in the hallway. And I just remember standing in between the door and the, the doll and uh, we decided to wrap it back up in the cloth that it was in that's been blessed by like a, a, a priest or um, and put it back in the box. And as soon as we did that, the kids left. And so I stood out in the hall for a little bit while you guys pulled the doll back out to make sure that they didn't come back. And once we felt it was safe, we continued with our investigation. But that, yeah, it's the first time I ever investigated with you guys. And that was, I'll never forget that. That was a really interesting investigation, even though it was just like a haunted object. But I mean, I got a, I don't know if you guys got it or not, but I got an EVP in some foreign language and we still haven't been able to figure out what it was saying. Mm-hmm. I remember you getting that. In fact, I hope this makes you proud, Tim. That was my first haunted object I have ever investigated was with you. Um, you know, I have to say the same. That's the first haunted. I, if I remember correctly, that's the first one I've ever investigated. And I know it was David's first haunted object, so it was all it was everybody's fault. Uh, first we time. we popped our haunted object cherry together. Exactly. Well, the, what's funny about that night was uh, when I was loading up my truck to go home. Uh, I put my key in to unlock it, and as soon as I unlock and open the door, all my windows rolled down in my truck, and I'm looking at my key like that can't happen. <laughs> How did that do that? <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know if you remember. Like I remember holding the box and feeling the the doll. Like it's wrapped up in this cloth, just sitting there, right? And I don't know if you guys experienced this or not, but we actually could feel the doll like thumping the inside of the box. I remember that. Like it was crazy. Yeah. 
I've I've since investigated that doll a couple times, but no. Like I remember uh, a couple years back, we were at the hotel room with uh, the owner of the doll, and it was in the closet on a shelf in the hotel room, and we can hear it moving around in the closet. And I'm just like, wait, did that just happen? And everyone else is like, yeah, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my biggest uh, memory with you so far has been when we went to uh, Leslie's. And our group did that, and uh, at some point you were uh, showing some of your stones, and uh, I picked one up. And do you remember what I said when I picked it up? So it's this egg-shaped crystal, and Mm -hmm. I pointed it right out when you were showing me all of your crystals uh, before we started recording. It was was weird, because I'd never heard anyone describe a crystal as soft and squishy. And this thing is like, it's not at all. It's like a hard, solid crystal like every other crystal you buy, but... Um, as soon as you're like, yeah, it feels, it feels soft and squishy. I just looked at you and I'm like, that's yours. Mm -hmm. When I held it in my hand, it fit my hand good. And it almost felt like a memory foam. Like it has something to it, but it like, it squished into my hand. Like it fit in my hand Mm -hmm. like that. And it just felt soft. Yeah. As soon as you said that, I'm like, this is meant for you. This is yours. And that was like one of the first, like, times we actually like talked and stuff like that and did that and then we saw you at the other expo that we did up in salt lake by fort douglas and we did that little public investigation up there the night before the but that's when you were a little gimpy back then yeah i tore a tendon in one of my foot so i was wearing a boot i was on fmla during that time that's when um our friend jimmy actually had her dybbuk box at someone's center uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that thing. Yeah, we did. I think Shane held it. Mm, yeah, I do believe so. But yeah, we we didn't do much. It was just one of those. Hey, come look at this real quick. That's kind of what it was for me. Like I was doing the uh, chip chip coffee gallery reading when they actually like yeah. did the investigation on that box. Well, um, that whole night when we did that investigation, for some reason, I just got stuck with just stick with chip coffee so i just led him around the entire uh museum that must have sucked no <laughs> it was pre- he, he no actually I'm he was a jealous. funny son of a bitch man he, he's got some sass and humor to him when we were talking about some stuff it was mm-hmm. hilarious i i i mean it would really suck to be catering to a, a celebrity and, and getting yeah, their inside exa- on things. i was exhausted like, that must have been terrible yeah, I wish it I could was, have done that. It was not, he was a he was a really nice guy. I liked him. No, I got a that night. I was with uh, Jimmy Jimmy Darling, the owner of the that uh, not the Dybbuk box, but a Dybbuk box and Popo the Killer Clown. I got to escort her around. I think we were all. I think you were with me at one point mm-hmm. too, Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that investigation. There was some weird stuff in that one classroom. Um, in the I think it was like the general's building or the commander's building. Yeah. Like, we kept seeing shadow figures in that little church thing or whatever it was. Yeah, that was a that was a fun night. It that was, was a, a fun, fun night. That was a fun expo. I actually, like, kind of wish that there was another one that would pop up. I actually, I was looking into doing one last year. Uh, I was having a hard time coming up with, like, a venue and, and funds yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm kind of glad that I struggled with that because then COVID hit. And yeah, it would have been a nightmare. Because yeah. we've been wanting to do one, too. And even before COVID, we were wanting to, to do one as well. And I think we were going to even say to team up with you. But then when COVID hit everything, we're like, well, there goes that. 
mm-hmm. and then just recently once popped up out of nowhere. But I love, I don't know why I like doing expos. They're like one of yeah, my favorites. The expos are fun. And like with the, the ones that we did, um, that was at the mountain America at expo, uh, expo center. And then the Fort Douglas, uh, the university, what do you call it? The hotel. Um, I actually, I helped set those up and like run the booths and stuff like that and just kind of get people where they needed to go. Um, one of the ladies that helped run the first expos uh, that we did um, at the Mount America Expo Centers, she's talked to me recently and said that they're looking up to possibly do another, uh, like a Utah Paranormal Expo. And, and and bring that back. So if they do, like I'll be jumping on board. Like I like I'm I'm with you. I like doing the uh, the expos. I think they're fun. It's a great way to like um, source, I guess, and like meet new people. I mean, with the with the expos that we've done, I wouldn't know you guys without the expos. That's how I met you. Exactly. Um, that's how we got to meet like Andrea Perrin, who is the oldest daughter from the Conjuring movie, the first Lovely one. Lovely lady. Um, it's funny because I've heard from some people that are just like her energy is so negative and off-putting and terrible, and I'm just like, this no, is my lo- like the complete opposite. Like, like this is my long-lost grandma. Like I miss. It. I mean, she's not that much older than me, but like just you could feel the loving energy coming off of her. Like when she gave a hug, it wasn't just like a half-ass like side hug or anything. Like she embraced and just mm-hmm. like I swear to God, the hug lasted like two minutes. It was just amazing. There was just so much loving energy. Yeah, and. Being able to like deal with what she dealt with, like in, in the Conjuring, like it makes it seem like it happened in a month, but her family dealt with this for ten years, and all of that negativity and everything that she dealt with, her and her family, and to feel all that loving energy coming off of her was just amazing. It was just, it was just intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And same with Chip Coffee, his energy was amazing as well. Uh, David actually got to experience being around Elizabeth Saint. Yeah, I love Elizabeth. She's the best friend of mine mm-hmm. in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've talked to her a few times and stuff. I, I support everything she does and everything. And we talk about like equipment and stuff because she loves building her equipment. But when she came and we did the Union Station, uh, that was like the first time I met her in person. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's she's awesome person. Yeah, I I'm going to have to say that's probably true. My experience with her was a little bit different. I didn't get to go to the investigation because it was work. We did talk to her and interview her on my old podcast. Yeah. And she didn't seem to want to have anything to do with me. So I was just like, all right, whatever, cool. But, I mean, she is a – I believe she's an engineer as well. And, like you said, she builds her own equipment, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, The person I really connected with, and I actually had a chance to sit down with this individual for, like, four hours just one-on-one – uh, talking to Brian Cano, um, who's also there with Elizabeth at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, he was a really cool guy. Like it was, it was fun because we didn't just talk about paranormal. I got to talk to him about. I got to learn his background and kind of how he got into the paranormal. But we also talked about comic books and movies and just all sorts of stuff. Really cool guy. Like I was all excited. And I sent I sent Elizabeth a friend request on Facebook and she never responded. Uh, I sent Brian a friend request and before he even got to his airplane, Dave accept the friend request so i like seeing him and what he's doing he's been going around doing a lot of expos and stuff lately so mm-hmm. um so we got to meet those guys uh met josh gates at one of the expos you know who i avoided ben anson you know and i sat and talked to him for about an hour or two i like ben um he's a really cool guy 
he you have to know how to talk to him he he's very short if you say the wrong thing and so I just I, I don't like talking to him it's just how the type of personality he has yeah and I can see that I mean he's a former FBI agent and a TV star so he's local though he's from this area like his <laughs> yeah. brothers still live in the state they actually one of his brothers is a host on a, another podcast yeah radio running Josher yeah um no I I kind of I liked Ben I that a, I don't know I just I, I find a way to connect with people's energies and and uh find a way to talk to them I wish I got to talk to Chip more. I didn't really get to sit down and talk to him, but that's yeah. someone I would have loved to have talked to. I think the biggest thing with Chip, though, that that time that he was here, he was sick. Oh, he was very sick. He too, was, so. Yeah. so he didn't really well, so want to was, do anything. So was Andrea. Yeah. It seemed like everyone was kind of sick. Yeah, Andrea that, was that, sick. That. I remember that. Mm-hmm. We had a box of tissues for her uh, while we were interviewing her. Uh, great interview. Yeah, you know what's, it, it, it might be my brain, but I, I can literally remember, because uh, I started listening to your old podcast when it starts with Elizabeth. I started from there up. I didn't start from the beginning because I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started from there, and I can literally recount every single episode you guys did. That's great. I can't. Um, I did. um I did over a hundred episodes with those guys. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I did just over a hundred episodes cause I wasn't there for the first like 10. I wasn't one of the original hosts. I came in later. Um, but I helped kind of build and, and shape that podcast into what it became. Right. Well, unfor- what's weird is that's how I know you the most is just through listening. Cause I haven't, this is like our fifth time. Yeah. You and I haven't really being in person. Yeah, I missed you at the uh, the barbecue that I did. I know, I wanted to go to that, too. Well, it's okay, because we're doing another one. Yeah, nice. At the end of September, we're doing another one, and you guys obviously are more than welcome to come. I think I've already sent you the invites. Yep. I'm already planning on going with that. I'm going to be making the same thing, just not as much. Those pinwheels were delicious, though. I really liked those. I know, but three. I had to throw away three quarters of them, because no one else would eat them. So I'd have to, sucks. So I'll have to just do the normal recipe instead of doubling it. Yeah, that should be fun. But the Rice Krispies was a hit. Nice. I love Rice Krispies. But that's how I know you the most. But yeah, with my weird memory, everything so far that you've said, I was like, yeah, I, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I listened to a lot of the stuff that you that you do. Well, and you compared to my, uh, my old show, you guys are just babies. Because I did that one for like six years almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another one we did every other week, so it was only like 100 some episodes. If I was weekly on that show, it would have been obviously a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Well, with me working in construction as an electrician, uh, I have 10-hour days, and I just listen to podcasts for 10 hours a day, so I breeze through episodes. So I've, I've re-listened to your guys' show four times. Oh, wow. See, and he's, he's lucky to do that. With my job, I can't have any background noise going when I'm on a on a call so depending on how busy the day is it literally takes me all day to get through like an hour hour and a half podcast yeah that's so when i listen to you guys it's um in my car on the way to and from work which is about a half an hour each way so i'm able to knock out a good chunk of it if i'm at work um i can i can have a, a like a bluetooth speaker set up so i can listen to when when i'm not doing anything Mm-hmm. which sometimes is not very often, but I'm able to get it in like mostly during the car, car rides, but 
Okay. It's it's fun. I'm sure you guys do the same thing I do when you're listening to other people's podcasts. You're just oh, yeah. like, that's no, you're saying it wrong. Oh yeah, when we went to Tonopon back, we were listening to your guys' podcast. We were listening to the very the really famous one. What was that one called again? David. Oh, Jim Harold's. Tim knows about it. Jim yeah. Harold has two podcasts. So he's got Jim Harold's Campfire. Campfire. Campfire and I I have an idea to do a show similar to that. I don't know that it's going to be as popular as his, but I want to do a show. <laughs> I have a name and everything picked out. I actually yeah. just talked to one of the uh, energy healers at Synchronicities, and she's on board. And um, so I might have another podcast popping up here in the next couple months. Sweet. Well, talking to Shane, that's kind of what why I made him listen to it because I was like, eventually, which makes sense, you're going to run out of topics, right? So eventually, your show is going to start getting turning into just stories that you're telling that you've experienced, and then just kind of going off of that. Well, see, and that's what Jim Harold does because he's got the campfire, which is where he has people. Just call on. Call, uh, I think they they send in their stories because a friend of mine actually was on Jim Harold's mm-hmm. campfire once. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent in a story of their experience. They vet them and make sure that it's like an actual legit mm-hmm. thing. And then they call them and have them on the show. And that person talks about their experience. But he also has, I can't remember the name of the other one, but he has another one where he does a podcast. So it's like, it's like says paranormal something. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, it's the same concept as what mm-hmm. we're doing here, uh, talking about our experiences. Um, but you're right. Like, I mean, six years of doing a podcast and we got to the point where the reason why I changed the name from the Wiss show to the supernatural hours, cause I felt mm-hmm. I opened it up more for other things other than just ghosts. Yeah. Cause that can only go so far. And we had a whole like plethora of topics. And the nice thing about working with the Buko boys now doing the, my, my podcast, uh, the EVP podcast is I'm able to go back and re-talk about some of these topics that I've already talked about. Mm-hmm. But you get to hear it from two new people's perspectives. So it's slightly different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the funny, the nice thing is, is like I had this whole list of like topics from the old show that we never even touched. And we, on the new show, we haven't even touched any of those. We've just come up with new stuff. Like the Bermuda Triangle, I never would have thought of that. that we've done two episodes on that. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I know and that, I had my fair opinions on that. <laughs> yes, you did. And some of the stuff you said, like made sense, uh, is stuff that like, and that's why I love listening to you guys' show. Cause like, you guys are going to talk about things that you might help put things in perspective for me that I might've missed or overlooked. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I, you know, if there's stuff that you guys say, I comment on it and, and let you know, kind of my perspective and we help each other kind of learn and grow that way. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to start doing podcasts because listening to your guys' podcast that I would hear you guys talk about stuff and I'd had so much more to input on it. I was just like talking to myself and my coworkers are like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Spirits do this. <laughs> I'm just, you know, and they're like, okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like everyone's got a different way of looking at the paranormal yeah. or the supernatural and everyone does things differently. And there's not, it's not that like, you know, you guys are doing things right and I'm doing it wrong or vice versa. It's just different. It is. Um, Everyone has different beliefs. Uh, everyone has different things that they do, like different rituals, uh, if, if that's what you want to call it. Um, like referring to like cleansings and stuff like yeah, how cleansing we do stuff. Our yeah, yeah, your typical stuff. cleansing routine. Yeah, uh, like everyone is going to be doing it differently. Like I mm-hmm. personally prefer uh, smudge sprays as opposed to actually saging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that works just as, just as well. Um, if I feel like I actually need to bust out the sage, I will, 
but I find a lot of times when you like in your when you're in someone's home and you're cleansing, sometimes they don't like that smell. The homeowners right. um, don't like the smell of the the sage, and I mean obviously they're living there, and sometimes it lingers. So I was buying sprays from other people, and then I started making my own. But um, then I, I'll work with you on on making sprays as well. I know you've been working with uh, Diana on making sprays, but I think the sprays are just as effective and you can tweak it a little bit so it's a more appealing smell. So it will still do the job and it will it will smell a lot better. Like and I think a part of it is too is like when you're trying to cleanse an area, you want a you want a positive smell more or less. Like when I when I cleanse a home, I tell people to light candles or incense afterwards, something to help bring that positive energy in the house like um, we both worked on a, a case actually about a year apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember telling the gentleman after we cleansed his home to light cinnamon scented candles specifically, and you should have just seen his eyes light up and he got all excited. And he's like, how did you know cinnamon's my favorite scent? He's like, how I did you know I love cinnamon? And I'm like, I just, I just knew. So it's like lighting candles or lighting, lighting things that remind you of the happy times. Yeah. Is going to help keep that negative energy out of your home. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's one of my go-tos after a cleansing house is, like, I tell them, like, if I can't pick it out like I did with that gentleman uh, with the, the cinnamon, mm-hmm. like, I just tell them, I'm like, buy the candle that you think smells the nicest that's going to invite that positive energy. Yeah. But, like, like you said, everybody does a, a house cleansing differently. It doesn't matter how you do it as long as the end result is the same. Yeah, if it it works (laughs) and doesn't make things worse. If it works, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't care which way you do it. If I make it worse, though, I'm calling you guys. Um. (laughs) As long as Dragon's Blood is not involved, we'll be couple Hey, hey, Shane, I fucked up. Um, Can you come? I hope you don't mind the swearing. Sorry. Oh, Um, no. Well, the funny thing is, is like Dragon's Blood. damn it, Tim. I know. (laughs) I actually have um, some blue sage infused with Dragon's Blood that I buy from Dancing Cranes. And I use it very rarely. It's it's for the most kind of like severe cases, if you will. Um, but I've never had a problem with it. But I've seen, and this is just like, just a little bit like infused in it. I've seen sage that's just like, you can see it's all red with dragon's blood. And I think that's kind of overkill. I think if it's used sparingly, I don't, I don't think if you just like, if you, that's your main focus of your sage is dragon's blood, I think you're, well, wrong, dragon's blood it just amplifies things so whatever's there it'll amplify that so if you're using dragon's blood in a sense that there's no negative entities in it you don't have a problem but if you have something where you have a negative entity in there and you're using dragon's blood it's just giving it more energy and that's been our experience too especially some of the cleansings that we've done some of the residential cases where the either the teenage girl or the person living in that house has burned dragon's blood and they're calling us frantically like what the hell just happened things have gotten worse blah blah blah, blah. see i've never had that experience it's been quite the opposite for me hmm. when i use um and i don't know if they're using just pure dragon's blood because like i said it's just it's mostly blue sage with a little bit of dragon's blood in and it. and that dragon's blood could be amplifying the blue sage i think that's what it is so that's uh, that's that what makes, it is that makes sense help. that that made it better most of the people that we deal with they just burn like the incense just, dragon blood yeah, just oh no no, no. i 
triangles or whatever they're called. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I would never do that. Like, like I said, I'm using it. It's infused with blue sage. And if if dragon's blood's an amplifier, yeah, yeah, it would totally make sense that it's infusing the abilities mm-hmm. of the, the sage. So that's that's probably why I've never had an issue. Which I makes just, sense. Yeah. I've never done just pure dragon's blood. I would never do just pure dragon's blood. That's something that needs to be, if used very sparingly and with something like what I'm doing with, with uh, Blue Sage. Agreed. So, yeah, definitely don't just get like an incense of just dragon's blood. That just seems silly to me. Yeah. So, Tim, now that we've talked a little bit about your past with different podcasts and, and some of the other things like the cleansing sprays that you've made... People want to know exactly who you are. What abilities do you harness and what do you bring to the table in regards to the paranormal? Oh, I have this amazing ability to eat really good foods. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have seen all the stuff I had in Vegas. It was amazing. Um, no, so what I kind of done recently within the last year or so, and I'm still working on this, and I know I've I've worked with you a little bit, and I need to work with you some more. I told yes, you I would. So I can do sort of readings. I, I usually do them with uh, the energy work I do with someone. So my main focus is doing energy healing. So I can actually um, help you move or uh, make the energy within you flow and replace the negative energy. I can help you pull the negative energy out of yourself and replace with positive energy. And I do that mainly with the help of uh, crystals. And I love that like, Anytime I see you guys, you're just like, check out this new stone I got. I got to see David's whole collection today. And it was just, I was just overwhelmed with positive energy just throughout the entire room. And he had this little um, rose quartz mushroom out of everything in his room. Like, there was and it's so not much- what you think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post a picture of it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really cool stone. Like, he's got so much in his room and there was so much that was calling to me. Because he's like, where do you want to start? And I'm like, I don't know because it's just coming from everywhere. And he only saw a half. The other half is downstairs, but my, it was occupied. But that that one piece of rose quartz just really stood out to me for some reason. It was Which just is like, funny because it's not one that I would have instantly showed you. I had a lot other ones that I wanted to show you more mm-hmm. than, than that one. I don't know. Maybe that one's telling you that you need to use it, or your wife needs to use it, or something. But that one just really stood out. Like and rose quartz. Um, for those of you that don't know, Rose Quartz is the stone of unconditional love. It helps you accept you yourself for who you are. It's the ghost can. Where's my beer? You want to share? No, I'm good. <laughs> That's how you get the COVID. All um, right. I may have some in the fridge if you want. I'm, no, I'm good. Um, but it's, yeah, it's the stone of unconditional love. It's a, it's a pink colored stone. Um, it works with the heart chakra mm-hmm. and it helps you it helps you accept yourself and love yourself for who you are, but it also helps you love others as well. Did you like the rose quartz candle holder in my bathroom? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that. So Tim, do you consider yourself a healer? Uh, I'm an energy worker um, is the word I would I would use healer. I uh, if you wanted to call me an energy healer, you could. Um, I prefer energy worker because it just seems more appropriate for what I do. Because mm-hmm. I just I. But there's healing involved in some of the cases that you do. It's, it's, so it depends on how you want to consider healing. Because it's more like um, I do, like emotional and spiritual work with you. 
Um, when I think when I hear the word healing, I'm thinking more of like physical, like mm. bone, broken bones, or stuff like that. Um, there has been like once or twice where I actually did cure of uh, not cure, but help ease a physical ailment. Right. Um, like a not, type of Reiki almost. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's, and I have no training in Reiki. This is mostly most of this is just self-taught. Right. Um, and using my spirit guides, I actually have a spirit guide that came with one of my crystal skulls. It's a piece of mukate that I got. Um, when he was alive, it was like the 1400s in India, and he was an energy worker when he was alive. And so I've learned a lot from him. Um, and I have to say it a certain way or gets mad at me, but he does the work and I assist him. Um, so it's, it's funny because he actually hangs out at Synchronicities and helps all the energy workers there when they need help. Nice. Um, he jumps in and, and helps them out. And I know some of them know that, but most of them, they aren't aware that uh, I've actually got like a little team of spirit guides that hang out at the, the shop and help out when needed. They don't want to be around you. <laughs> That's their safe place. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's, it's weird because like I have some weird like spiritual connection to that building um, to the point where there was, uh, I can, I can tell when like, people that are working there are just like not having a good day even without being there like i just know uh when like the other energy workers are having a hard time so when you become a ghost that's where you're going probably or with you guys here's the funny thing so the first time i ever stepped foot in synchronicities guess who were the two people that walked through the door while i was there it's probably me and randy no, actually, you and it was that residential client we were just talking about earlier in this oh, episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. The first time stepping foot in synchronicities, I run into these two. That's right. And mm-hmm. I hear he's doing a lot better. Well, the daughter had tons of gifts when we were there. Mm-hmm. She did. She was trying to work on um, finding like a mentor. And I, th- I think I pointed her in the right direction. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of good workers, energy yeah, dealers. I really liked her. I, our, our energy uh, talking to her and trying to ease her was definitely on on the same pay, path, you know. And just that feeling of trying to help them out was it was a it was a big case. As long as we steered her away from the two or three nefarious people in the paranormal, right now, that's all I care about. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like. One thing I will never do is I will never talk bad about another paranormal team, especially to a client or a homeowner. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some individuals that did this. They asked for my help and then just proceeded to shit talk me and and mm-hmm. my my friend Brandy uh, to the homeowner before we got there, while we were there, and then after we left. And I found all this out because he called me a month later saying he was still having issues and told me everything the other team did. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just a big no no in my opinion. Like we're all here trying to help people feel comfortable living in their own homes and honestly like i'm not going to say i'm the end-all be-all to cleansings and home residential investigations Mm -hmm. there's things that you guys can do that i can't and i'm sure there's things i can do that you can't and i just think that when you're when you're calling a team to come out to your house to do a residential investigation kind of vet them first and, and find the team that you feel is right for you don't just go with like the first one i mean unless that's that's who feels right but mm-hmm. um that's why we, i went ahead and went the extra step and put our reviews on our website and i put a faq on our website you know so that way 
it helps alleviate some of the stress that people experience when trying to find a paranormal team in a time of need. Well, and on my previous team, that's the same thing. Um, we had like a, a list of all the, the team members and they had biographies and, and all that. And we got a lot of uh, investigations through the website that way. Um, so basically like one, I'd say, and I know my team doesn't have a website. So I'd say right now, if a team doesn't have a website, they're probably not worth their salt and anything. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, we have our Facebook page for our podcast, but that's mainly what we're focusing on right now. Like, we might get back into doing uh, residential investigations, but as we're kind of getting in the swing of things and getting our name out there, um, we're just kind of just kind of going with the flow right now. But yeah, it's, if any team says that they're like the the premier best team in Utah or whatever state you're in, they're probably not the team you should be going with, in my opinion. I've Agreed. never, uh, when referring my team to, to people, saying that all oh, of the best will get in, I usually say, well, we can get in and we can see what's going on and try to help mm-hmm. you. I never say, oh, we're the best, we'll get it done. No, and there's been plenty of times where, I'm like, if I can't figure something out, I've called Shane and I'm like, hey, I might need your help with this. Mm-hmm. And you've done the same. Like, hey, I have a question for you. Can you help me through this? So, like, uh, I think in the, the paranormal community, that you got too many people that are just out for themselves and they're they're trying to make a name for themselves and like you might say the same thing about you guys and and myself because we have a podcast and like you know we're how are you what you're doing is any different because you're trying to get famous or whatever and it's it's not really the case that's not why we started Mm -hmm. the podcast one is we're trying to obviously entertain because if you're not entertaining no one's going to listen to your show but we're also trying to educate and and teach people about what we believe and if you don't believe in what we believe that's fine yeah, uh, and and if you do, that's great too. Like it's, we we just present you with evidence that we feel we've collected, or, um, and when I say we, I'm talking about like all three of us. Yeah, and uh, we present you with our beliefs, and, and if they mesh with yours, that's cool. If they don't, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I don't think um, that any any team is the one team or the best team anywhere like i think there's so much that each team can learn from other teams if we work together yeah and that's why like on my last podcast and i'll say it again on my current podcast and on this podcast uh other than myself um and my old team um your guys's team is the team that i trust the most in utah thank you just just because it's the way you guys do things and i i feel like um, I know there's other teams out there too. There's I don't know if they're still active or not, but there's other teams I also trust. Um, Sapa was a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those people at Sapa. They're they're an, another amazing team. Um, and if I offend other teams by not mentioning them, I'm sorry. I'm just going off the ones off my top of the head. But yeah, well, a lot of teams have shut down, fizzled out. And yeah, a lot. And there's a lot new that have popped up that I don't even never heard of them and then you just see i see them doing events and stuff i'm like oh never heard of them yeah i know there's the ones that like the main ones that i know of is you guys um wisp is still active and and going around um my team but like i said we're just kind of focusing on the podcast right now um i know there's spirits are us down south Mm -hmm. um and then sapa i don't know if they're still a thing like i don't know a whole lot they haven't been active for years to be honest they, they were another good team. They were another one of my go-to. I learned a lot from those guys. Yeah. Well, Russell, Russell's always been great. Fred and Tracy was, has, have always been wonderful. Um, to touch back what we've been talking about, like for our, whenever I do 
try to drum up some leads, you know. I don't say that we're the best in the state of Utah or Idaho. I just say that we specialize in residential investigation and cleansings. Check out our reviews, check out our our FAQs, you know, stuff like that. And you make the determination. You know, obviously, my biggest thing was word of mouth and reviews. Those were the two big things that I was striving for when I started my group. And so far, word of mouth has worked. The most. The most. And reviews have worked some. But I don't, like, there's a there's a couple of groups on, on Facebook that, you know, people will go up there and be like, I need help, I'm having paranormal issues or whatever, and then you just see... It's kind of like a fat kid at a buffet. I mean, all the groups just, like, hop on that shit. Like, it's like it's candy. You know what I mean? But if I see something that I feel like that we can possibly help or, or anything like that, then I just send them a message. Instead of just commenting on their post, I'll just send them a direct message. And if they don't see it, oh, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Well, and I've done the same thing. I've consulted on cases before just saying hey this is what i do like let me know if there's anything i can do to help and if they don't respond they don't respond and like i don't take it personally like it's you know everyone we're all doing this on our our free time we're not getting paid to do this we don't charge for an investigation if someone does charge you for an investigation uh, i would say run run in the other direction exactly find someone that someone that doesn't charge like you guys like i would highly recommend bear river paranormal uh, these guys are great, and I'm not saying that just because I'm on their show. Like, I actually believe in the work that they do. Thank you. Um, or I wouldn't say that. I don't I don't beat around the bush at all. Like, I don't try to sugarcoat anything. Like, uh, I've seen what you guys do. I've been with you on investigations. I fully back and believe what you guys do. So um, I would say, like, yeah, if you're having problems, you're listening to this podcast, give them a call. Mm-hmm. Um, hit them up. Like, they're great at what they do. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know what I've noticed a lot, though, on Facebook that I see? I see a lot of people posting stuff about, like, what happened, like something happened to them recently, you know, and how scared they are and all this stuff. And then, you know, I come on in there and say, you know, check out, you know, I I use it. I don't say check out my team, even though it is my team, but I don't want to be that kind of lead. So I just say, well, check out, you know, and I put the hashtag bear paranormal in it. And for some reason, I think a lot of people post up this stuff that, you know, just for the intention if, uh, we haven't gotten a single response from anybody but like on their facebook post that they did they're like oh something just recently happened to me i'm so scared what should i do and i'm like well i mean we, we can come out and look at it for you you know and stuff but you never get anything so i just feel like it's one of those where they're reaching for attention mm-hmm. yeah it's it's like the tiktok videos that you see like i will straight up say 100 percent of videos you see on tiktok probably 95 percent are fake and people just looking for attention yeah i don't yeah. Well, i don't trust any evidence the reason why TikTok. i say 95 percent is because i'm friends with a, a local investigator that posts some of his stuff on tiktok and um i believe his stuff is real because i've investigated with him i know him i know mm-hmm. he doesn't fabricate stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah most of what you see like in people's houses is like that's on tiktok it's like what are the odds like we've been doing i've been doing this for seven years i know you guys take video out what, what are the odds are that like every time you pull out your camera you're getting some kind of evidence or activity yeah like it's it's like damn near impossible i've been doing this for seven and a half years myself and i have maybe three things i can think of that are on video yep yeah same with us i mean we have one full body apparition on digital still well technically two um we have on camera once if i remember correctly it was at um 
the shadow. The shadow at Grey Cliff. Grey Cliff, yeah. That was and that's one it. of my favorites. Uh, a lot of steals. We got a decent good camera steals. Uh, mm-hmm. The one in Ogden, uh, down the hallway by the window. Yeah, that's the full body apparition mm-hmm. on uh, 25th Street. And then the other one was from uh, the Whittier Center up in Logan. That was when I first started my group. And then Great Cliff Lodge when we were. I mean, uh, we've, we've gotten a few shadows, but never yeah. like full body, yeah. anything like that on video. Mm-hmm. But uh, video is mostly used, honestly, just to capture our evidence, go like our equipment going off. We never really bank on catching anything with like an actual spirit. Yeah, I think I've gotten more video of equipment going off as well. And one of my favorites is like the last invest or second to last investigation i did a family tree before they closed and this is actually on my youtube channel um we asked the spirit if they knew shaving a haircut and our little emf meter beeped twice to finish the shave and the haircut it's the coolest thing ever and i actually showed it to uh my um medium that i used to work with or still work with but mm-hmm. um she confirmed that yeah it was an actual spirit Nice. down there the, the restaurant that caused it to go off and you can even see in the video too like we tried to recreate it and do it again and we couldn't so it's that's that's mostly the video evidence i get as well as just yeah. the equipment going off yeah honestly it's very very rare and very hard to actually capture a spirit on video an actual full body apparition because you if you think of it this way it's already hard enough as it is to gain energy as a spirit and to use that energy. So do you really want to use up all your energy to do to present yourself as a full body apparition? No, you're probably going to use the bulk of your energy to play with the equipment and communicate that way. The only photo I have of like a full body apparition, if you will, is not human. Mm-hmm. And those tend to have a lot more energy than just regular human spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Investigating's fun. Um, oh, yeah. I totally got way off of whatever topic we were supposed to have. <laughs> Just airing out my two cents, I guess. But, yeah, crystals, they're cool. Right. So, rapid-fire question, Tim. What are your top five stones? Amethyst, Tiger's Eye, Selenite, Obsidian, and uh, I can't remember the fifth one. Um... That's four. I'll give you four. All right. Amethyst, Selenite, Tiger's Eye, Obsidian. Whichever one of the day you're feeling. Those were, I used to have my top five. Those are my top four for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amethyst being number one. uh, Selenite number two, Obsidian three, Tiger's Eye four. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Rose Quartz is coming to mind. That's probably not in my top five, but for sure those are my top four. My my fifth one changes, I guess, like like you said, depending on my depending on the day, depending yeah. on my day. But for sure that like, in in my bag that I normally carry with me, I don't have it with me right now. But you will find those four stones: tigersite, amethyst, selenite, and obsidian will always be in my bag. Interesting. So most of those are cleansing and protection type stones, things that mm-hmm. you would want when you go to an unknown place. Mm-hmm. Uh, obsidian, amethyst are both very highly protective stones. Tigersite. Um, that's a, like a self-healing energy for the person, and, and then yeah. selenite's a cleansing. And selenite's depending cleansing on what zone. flavor of tiger's eye you have, though, because there is blue, red, and golden. Yeah, like the standard, you know, the brown and black, you know, mm. tiger's Just the regular eye. tiger's eye. I do yeah. sometimes have the blue tiger's the eye in there. The other stones kind of uh, get mixed around. Like right now, I know I have uh, purple tourmaline in my bag. I have sunstone in my bag. 
um, and then Carnelian. The Carnelian always stays in my bag too. So if I had to pick a fifth, I guess Carnelian would be my fifth. Carnelian's a good one. But that's more for me. Like um, when I first started on my my journey on, on becoming an energy worker and opening up my abilities, uh, I was told by a couple people that the one thing that was holding me back the most was uh, how quick I was to anger and how I let things frustrate me. Carnelian's great for controlling anger and releasing that. Um, along with like some guided meditations I found on YouTube, I was able to like overcome that and start opening up more. So like I can do like when I'm doing energy work with someone, um, like I said, I'm using the energy from crystals to help the energy within you flow. And, you know, we're pulling out the negative energy. We're aligning your chakras. We're, we're getting you to a spot where you just feel calm and relaxed and, you were able to help you. I'm able to help you with the with the crystals and that. Um, I'm able to help you. And like I said, the key the key thing is is like I'm there uh, as just someone to to kind of watch over you. You're the one actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. I'm just walking you through it. Um, but I help you release. I, I've been able to help people release uh, past traumas, uh, things that that are holding them back from becoming or being the the person that they feel like they should be, uh, that are keeping them from being happy. Um, one, I, it was completely random. I know I had a piece of green tourmaline and I had my selenite wand that had fluorite uh, glued to the top of it. I handed it to a friend of mine, uh, not knowing why. I'm just like, here, hold these. And she held them for a second and then I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, no, 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 switch hands. So she switched hands and as soon as she did, she described what she felt like all this energy being sucked out of her and different energy being replaced. And she's like, and then the weird thing is like when I'm, so when you're holding a stone and I'm kind of like connected to your energy, I can feel what you're feeling. So I can tell when it's doing its thing and when it's done and when it's time to move on to the next crystal. Um, so I felt all this with her. And so I took the crystals back from her and she's like, what did that do? And I'm like, no clue. Uh, I get a text from her husband at like three o'clock in the morning. She's like, what the, what did you do to my wife? She's like, it's, she's not the same person I took down to the restaurant because this was a family tree. And I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, great. Um, we just left family tree at three o'clock in the morning. Something bad's happening. And so I'm like getting ready to call somebody like, you know, we need to go over there, give her a piece of blessing or something. Um, and this is when I was first starting out too. It's like now I just, I can, I've been able to use crystals to like break attachments and, and, uh, been able to help like kind of push and pull the energy and and, and move things um but i come to find out that she actually had for like 20 years like these really bad migraines doctors couldn't figure out what was going on uh, medication didn't really help her and as far as i know ever since i did this with the crystals not knowing what i was doing her headaches are manageable now that she can just pop like an excedrin and they go away like the mm. migraines that she had for like 20 years of just not a problem for her anymore and again, that wasn't my intent. I didn't know that's what I was doing. I just tendered her crystals and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So as far as like, that's why I like to use energy work as, because uh, when I think of healing, I think of like, I'm fixing something, but there's really honestly nothing that's like broken. I'm just helping you rearrange your energy to where it works for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I use uh, a lot of crystals. Um, use the energy with crystals and one of the things I found that I can do is like when I hold a crystal um, 
and I'm going to tell this to you right now, every crystal that I touched in your room, that energy is now part of me and I'm a part of the energy in your crystals. Um, Damn it. I know. <laughs> He's invaded my home now. I know. I'm invading your home. I'm watching over God, your house. Damn um, it. Close your eyes at night. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> don't, li- don't listen. I just, I've opened a conduit into your room and now I can spy on you whenever. No, that's not how it works. So, and, and it works, anyone can do this really. Like, you're just, you're transferring energy. Um, it's like imprinting on it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but not in the way Twilight does it. That's just weird. Um, but... <laughs> hey, damn, I love Twilight. Right. Um, but no, it's just like, I have this, this weird ability to find crystals and find people that they need to go to like on the table right here you've got a piece of black opal mm-hmm. that um and you were on the live stream when i bought that um i i bought it and i'm like hey shane do you have a piece of black opal and you're like nope and i'm like well you do now mm-hmm. um, that was a couple months ago this is the first time we've had a chance to meet up since i got it but um it's now in your collection yep and i will post up a picture of it too but I've I've bought in crystals, not knowing why. That the egg that I gave to you, I bought it not knowing why. I just knew it was for somebody that I was going to run into. I knew it wasn't for me when I bought it. Mm-hmm. And when I handed it to you, and you had that response, I'm like, yep, this is who it's for. So crystals have this weird way of finding where they need to be through me. Like I've even done it where I bought some amethyst, handed it to my friend that's a one of the energy workers there at Synchronicities. I'm like, um, this isn't for you, but it's for someone that you're going to be working with here in the the near future. And it was like two days later, one of the clients that she was doing Reiki with, uh, it was for them. Um, it's just weird. I've had, uh, we used to work with someone, uh, Sean Newman. Uh, there's been times where he just, he's done the same thing. He's like, here, take this crystal. You're going to find someone that needs it. Yeah. So crystals have a way of finding their homes through me. And I think it's funny the way I like to describe finding a crystal. It's, it's the, it's like the wands from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Where the, 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 it's not the wizard that chooses the wand, it's the wand that chooses the wizard. And I feel yep. the exact same way about crystals. Mm-hmm. Crystals pick who they're supposed to be with and they get to where they need to be. Yeah, because every they time. They me to do it. Yeah, because every time when I've bought a stone, like through uh, like California Gemstones, for example, where they do the auction style, I'll look at the board and I'll immediately hone on to that one stone that is talking to me. And that's how I know that's the stone I'm supposed to have and I quickly bid on it so I can obtain it. And like me and Tim, we've had numerous conversations. In fact, he he's even mentioned that uh, my specialty should be in stones. Yeah, I remember there's a couple. I'm like, hey, Shane, you should buy that stone. Uh, there was there was my my favorite time watching the, the, the live stream, buying the crystals, is there was like two boards. I knew exactly which one I was going to buy before they even showed the board. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. I'm like, A3, next board. Yeah, B6, that's the one I'm going to buy. Mm-hmm. Like I would have it typed out and everything. And as soon yeah. as I show the board, I look at it and I'm like, if that's the one send. Mm-hmm. What's funny is every time I've been on, you're not on, but every time you're on, I'm not on. So I've never been on the same live stream with you before. It's, mm-hmm. it's very rare that I get on just because they stream while I'm at work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause they're, they're Monday through they're, they're Mondays and Thursdays. Well, they used to have it on the weekend. Oh, that would be so much better. They had Monday, Thursday, and was Sunday or Saturday? One of the two. I think they, it was had, they, went, they went live three times, but then they stopped that and only did the two. And now, like everything they're doing is like always fifty percent off now. Every stream. Yeah, they used to do like buy two get one free, and now they still do that. Oh, so they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the their mix and match deals. They um they live stream uh, California time, six p.m. to eight p.m. 
California time, which California is seven time, to nine so. our time. Or mountain. I'm I'm at work during those times, so if it's busy, I don't have a chance to get on. Yeah. Or at like least last you were week, able I was to Vegas. finally get that. Was it the Snowflake Obsidian Skull you were looking for? So I actually didn't get that from them. Uh, I I was looking for a Chevron Amethyst Skull. Yeah, Chevron Amethyst. That's and the a, funny thing is, is that's what I went there looking for, and I ended up with a Rose Quartz Skull that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was weird. Like it kind of came to me, and during a meditation that I already had three skulls to begin with. I had Mukite, I had um, the Ruby and Zoizite, and then I had uh, an Obsidian Skull. Yeah. And during meditation, it came to me that I needed a Chevron Amethyst Skull Mm -hmm. and that I would be using these skulls to help open the light and cross spirits over. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to the stream looking. This is why I started going to the stream in the first place. Uh, I was looking for a Chevron Amethyst Skull, and I ended up getting a, a Rose Quartz Skull. Um, and realized that that was the fifth one that I was supposed to be using. So I'm in the process of trying to get um, a copper pyramid for the skulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I haven't figured out the order yet, but f- four of them will be you know, on the corners of the, of the pyramid, and then one will be in the center, and then this is what I'll be using to hold the light open for spirits. Sweet. Um, so they can I got a question over. for you, Tim. Yeah, what's up? Do you do crystal grids? Uh, I can do physical crystal grids, and I have done metaphysical crystal grids. So I can actually recreate the energy that of any stone that I've come in contact with. Um, I can recreate that energy, and I've done that with people. I've created temporary metaphysical crystal grids in their home until yeah. they can buy the right crystals to do a, a permanent like um, physical crystal grid. Right. Um, but I have helped people. I've gone into homes, I've cleansed homes, and then I've set up crystal grids yeah. as well. Because I've heard about your gift of recreating it uh, from a story that you did uh, at Benson when you imagined you were holding a piece of, I think, of obsidian it was, and uh, the spirit didn't like what you were holding in your hand, even though you weren't holding it. Nope, it did not. And I, I think if you were there, you would have felt how much it didn't like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started learning that about three years ago I was trying to recreate stones when I went to the Winchester mansion um, but yeah that's a gift that I've, I've learned how to do someone kind of pointed it out to me they're like you know you can do this right and I'm like no clue but I started working on it and developing it and it's funny because when I do it people are like well what stone is this and I can't see it um, I just know it's there and people are like what is this stone or what does it do and I go it's exactly what you need right now and it's doing what you need it to do and that's how I feel about most crystals. Like, you've got these books like the Crystal Bible, and one of my favorite websites that's very detailed on what they do, what crystals do, is called energymuse.com. Um, and there's so many things like blue kyanite's good for the throat chakra, and it helps with public speaking, or the fear of public speaking. It helps you with public speaking. You know, we talk about obsidian that absorbs negative energy. Amethyst, uh, hands down my favorite stone. Amethyst is great for... One, it, it's a protective stone, uh, just like obsidian. But amethyst can also be used to transmute negative energy and transform it and release it back into the air as positive energy. And I actually do this. Um, I'll use a piece of amethyst and I'll, I'll go outside and you know put my hand on a tree and I'll, I'll take all that negative energy that I feel I'm holding and I'll transfer it into the amethyst and into the, the tree and let the stone and the earth recycle that negative energy and bring it back into me as, as positive energy. And it's actually a really neat experience. That's interesting because Shane can also touch trees and feel energy on him, but he doesn't 
take it or transfer any energy into the tree. But that is very interesting because Shane also just touches. I'm like, hey, Shane, go touch that tree. Because I'm like, I feel like like there's something, there's history with that tree, right? He'll go and touch. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't like that. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> well, um, I, I use it for a different reason. But like uh, earthing or grounding, I don't know if you've heard of earthing. But earthing is just basically just being outside and having your bare feet on the, the ground, whether it's the grass or the dirt, not so much the cement or like asphalt or stuff like that but a way to actually reconnect the earth you can actually use the earth from the energy to um basically recharge yourself Mm -hmm. i ground all the time when i can when when i can anyway like i i usually go out barefoot or i'll sit on it or i'll just lay flat on my back and just be on the ground and just allow the energy from the earth just to absorb into my body it, it's particularly nice after when you pull an attachment and you ditch that attachment and you pull the energy from the ground. It's, it's the greatest feeling It's, it's amazing. Um, it's just, we as individuals, as people, we're energetic beings. Um, you know, you'll hear like in studies and stuff where people say like most communication is like verbal, like so much verbal and this much nonverbal. And I think that's just a small part of it. I think that mm-hmm. communication between people is more energetic. I think you communicate energetically more than you do, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, mm-hmm. um, through body movements. I, as, especially people that are more in tune or heightened to what's going on around them. The example I like to use is, and I heard this like a long time ago before I ever got into the paranormal, but it's like when you walk into a room of 10 angry people, you're going to feel that negative angry energy. And vice versa, if you walk into a room of 10 happy, laughing, positive people, you're going to feel that same that energy that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a bigger way that people communicate is through the energy that you're putting off. Yeah. And it's, it's everything's connected with energy. The, the crystals that we mm-hmm. use um, during house cleansings or energy work to the earth and plants plants to the planets to everything Mm -hmm. everything's connected energetically and the cool thing is like the how some people feel this transfer of energy is through the ley lines in the earth um actually i have one of my favorite stones that someone just gave me i can't remember what it's called but it came from a quarry right next to stonehenge Mm. um i should have brought it with me you would have loved this thing it's it's i think i actually did show it to you you were there when they gave it to me it was at the um the barbecue Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole gave it to me, and this thing was just amazing. I also got those those really cool pieces of uh, tiger's eye from you. Yep, those things are awesome. Yep, the raw golden red tiger's eye. But yeah, the thing with crystals, like I was saying, you can read the books or look at the websites, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you things that they're supposed to do, and they do those things. But the the cool thing about crystals are, is you can program them, you can put your intentions into them. And like when I handed you that black, that black uh, opal there, um, what did you feel? I felt positive energy. That's why I asked you, did you cleanse the stone? Because it feels amazing. Well, and that's the thing is like, before I gave it to you, Brandy and I both put our our intentions into the stone to give to you as a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, So the stones, like you can read what they do and that's what your mind's going to tell you that the stones do, but you can program them to do pretty much anything you want. I'm like, some stones, yeah, they might be a little bit better at doing certain things than other things. Um, but that's why when I make the metaphysical stones and people are like, well, what, is it, what, I, what does it do? I just say it's what you need right now, and it's doing what you need it to do. And you can do the same thing with actual physical stones. Yeah. It's the intentions. Yeah. You know, it's with anything we do, it's the intentions that you want. And one of the things that I did going into stones when I first got into stones, 
um, when describing to people like, oh, you collect stones? Why? And it's like, well, for a few reasons, but it's like one of those things where like, if they do what they do, that's cool. If not, it's still a cool stone. So I got into it like thinking like in that aspect. And then if just like, well, if I believe it works, then it's going to work, right? Whether or not I'm tricking my mind or I'm actually creating something that's real and working, it's going to work for me if I believe in it. Exactly. It's like the placebo thing. Like Mm -hmm. it could be a placebo, but if it makes you feel better, then what's the harm? Right. Mm -hmm. That's doing what you need it to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I love the energy with crystals and, and it just, it's, it's that physical thing that people can hold on to and uh, it helps them make sense of things. Right. Instead of just creating something in their mind that might be working, if they put something physical, well, they can see it and feel it. So that might trick them to believe that it's working where even if they didn't need the crystal, it helps them amplify what they were creating. with Exactly. Exactly. And see, and I would love to sit down with you because whenever I buy stones, they're for intent especially for like clients and cleansings and and stuff like that. And I would love to learn how to change the intent of that particular stone because I've only based it off of what I've learned, learning, uh, like reading through the crystal Bible and stuff like that. And so now I have a small arsenal of, oh, okay, well, this person's having so-and-so issue. I can get him this stone and that will help him with that and, and everything like that. But when you brought up the whole reprogramming the stones, I've been intrigued about it ever since. So eventually I would like to sit down and have you teach me how to reprogram these stones. You know, one thing though, um, I can do that definitely for sure. Um, If you don't have a piece of Laramar, I would definitely recommend getting one, especially for what you do. Laramar is great for breaking attachments from negative entities. I've actually done it a couple times, and the first time I did it, I was just, like, not thinking it was actually going to work. It worked a little too well, and I thought I, like, seriously injured the person because they just... One, if you're doing it, have them sit down. Um, the person was standing up. I put the Laramar on their their third eye, on their forehead, and it instantly broke the attachment, and they collapsed to the floor. Ooh. Um, so definitely have people sitting down when you're doing energy work. Uh, so you don't enter, uh, so you don't uh, hurt them. Well, we apologize about that. We had to take a slight break because of a uh, malfunction with the microphone, but we are now back. Now, uh, Tim left off on talking about uh, Lamar. 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 It's a it's a blue and white stone. It's found in the Dominican Republic. It's it's readily available. It shouldn't be fairly expensive either. But I love Laramar, and I think I was telling you um, to get a get a piece of Laramar if you don't, especially um, with the type of cases you guys do is with residentials. Mm-hmm. Um, Laramar can help you assist in breaking spirit attachments when it's placed on the third eye, mm-hmm. and when you place Laramar over your heart, it can help remove heart walls that were put there by someone or something else other than yourself. Okay. Like, heart walls are kind of barriers or protections that we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. that keep us from being happy. Now, if something else that you're working with, like an entity in somebody's home puts a heart wall on you, um, that entity is going to continue influencing you until you remove those heart walls. And Laramar is actually really good for removing those. But as I was saying before we started recording again, Laramar is one of those stones that will, uh, it does, it's one of the really cool things it does is it will actually keep a record of any entity that it's, broken an attachment from mm-hmm. 
um, how to read the records, I have no idea, but I do know that it keeps track. Um, but it, it's most effective and act, I think only effective in, in this aspect if you cleanse it before and after every use. Okay. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be moving the energy from one person to the next. Hmm. Um, is a great, another great stone to have, uh, especially on the type of cases that you guys do. Okay. So, the one question that everybody always wants to know. No, I will not make out with you. Well, shit. Our, our beards will get intertwined. I know, right? But on, but on all seriousness, though, what got you started in all this? What was your moment when you knew that you were a paranormal investigator, you had abilities, and this is what you're meant to do for the rest of your life? Paranormal investigator. Um, I've always been fascinated with the scary stuff like I grew up with horror films and scary movies and stuff like that and the, my favorite books growing up were the scary movies to tell in the dark books I love those books but what got me wanting to be a paranormal investigator was when Ghost Hunters first came out with Jason Hawes and, and Grant and all those guys um, to the point where I actually looked into it to see how to join their team uh, until I found out they were based out of Georgia Um, And then I was like, it's kind of not within my realm of possibilities. So I kind of put it on the back burner for a couple years. And it was, um, I I actually went to, for my 31st birthday, so about eight years ago, I went to San Diego and I was looking for stuff to do. And someone mentioned taking like a ghost tour of San Diego. Um, I didn't actually do that then, but I came one for my friend's birthday, for Brandy's birthday. Um, wanted to do something fun for her birthday that was kind of like Halloween themed because her birthday is in October and she has a, a certain fear so I couldn't take her into any haunted houses I literally called around to like every haunted house asked if they had this certain thing that she was afraid of and they all said yes so then I remembered that someone suggested a ghost tour when I was in San Diego so I looked into it here in Salt Lake and found Grim Ghost Tours hmm. and so we did a ghost tour and then found out that they also like hosted and conducted paranormal investigations. Uh, so it would have been about seven and a half years ago. I still remember it was December um, of seven and a half, seven, seven and a half years ago. So whatever that was, 2014, I think it was, mm-hmm. 13, somewhere in there. Um, we did our first ever paranormal investigation with Grim Ghost Tours at Asylum 49 in Twilly, Utah. Mm-hmm. And her and I were just kind of doing public hunts with Grim Ghost Tours for about six months or so before we went to our first Paracon uh, that was held by someone that used to do stuff here, um, Serenity Moore, uh, held this Paracon, and that's where we met uh, Gary Castle, the founder of Wisps. Mm-hmm. And he invited us. That's when, well, he kind of found out that uh, Brandy was a medium and she could see and hear stuff, not only in person, but on video and pictures and stuff like that. So he really wanted her on the team and kind of realized that her and I were a package deal. Um, I could tell right from the get-go he wanted nothing to do with me, didn't want me on the team. And I gave him shit for that for years. Uh, the only reason why I was invited to be on the team because he knew that Brandy wouldn't do it without me. Yeah. Um, so I did that team from, I think, 2015 all the way up until the end of last year in 2020 when I left and then started the new team and started the new podcast. 
Okay. Um, energy work, how that one came about. Uh, we had uh, a wonderful friend of mine. Uh, she's a friend of mine now. I didn't, never met her before. We had her on the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, never even heard of energy healers or energy work before this. But she came on the show and she did some energy work. And I had, at one point, um, we were on an investigation, Brandy and I, and with Wisps and with the Radio Ronin guys. And Brandy was being kind of manipulated by a darker entity. And I had actually physically picked her up and was carrying her uh, away from the venue. And at one point, her hand twisted in some weird claw-like thing and dug into my left shoulder, my shoulder blade. And for years, like, it hurt. Um, I would have issues, like, anytime something bad happened on an investigation, my shoulder would start hurting, and I just knew something wasn't right with somebody somewhere. Um, so um, when Amanda came on the show... I had asked her about my shoulder and she was, she was able to tell me stuff about, um, investigations that I did with Brandy before we ever met Wisps. She's like, yeah, you guys went to this venue and she's like, you talked to this nurse and she gave us the name and everything. So without any previous knowledge, like this is stuff we hadn't even told anyone on Wisps. This was just Brandy and I were the only ones that knew about this. Mm-hmm. And here's this girl that I don't even know is telling us about an investigation we did on. And she was pretty damn accurate. Um, once I, we got done recording and she, you know, she did some energy work on me on the show. Um, but it got me intrigued and I started talking to her. I'm like, you know what? I've always kind of felt like I have some sort of gifts. And she's like, oh, you do. And that's the point where I kind of started getting into crystals. Cause before then I didn't really, I had some, I didn't really believe in crystals and what they could do. And I didn't really know much about energy work, but after talking to her, um, at working with Brandy and, and our, our friend Caden, um, learning how to communicate with my spirit guides and opening up. And, and honestly, like my original goal was the same goal that you had wanted to be able to hear and see spirits and make it easier to do cleansings and help people. Right. Um, totally not in my cards. Uh, last thing I ever thought I was going to be doing is energy work using crystals. Um, but once I realized that was my path, and I accepted it, things just started opening for me. I, my intuition got so much better I, to the point where I can read the energy of spirits and I can tell you their thoughts and what they're thinking um, to the point where like even Brandy is a medium. There's things I knew about spirits that she doesn't know because she doesn't read them the same way. She just listens to them talk because she can hear them and see them like you and I see each other. Yeah. And so she just hears what they're physically saying in, in a sense. I read their energy and I know things about them. I have a different type of conversation with spirits. Um, but yeah, once I kind of accepted what my path was, uh, that's when I started opening up more and learning more about energy work. And once I accepted that, like it's just, it's kind of grown from there. And I still remember having that conversation with you. Um, you want to do the exact same thing, want to go down the same path that I wanted to go. You want to be able to see spirits. You wanted to be able to hear them because it's, it would just make it easier to do cleansings and 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 solve problems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of reading your energy over the phone, and here's the thing is I'm in Sandy, Utah. You're in Logan, Utah. We're a couple hundred miles apart. And I'm telling you straight up, like, what I'm feeling from the energy that I'm getting from you and what your guides are saying. Um, working with uh, crystals, that was the door. Uh, I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
working with crystals and doing energy work, I think, in my opinion, and this is something that obviously you would have to meditate on if you haven't already, but I think doing kind of the same thing that I'm doing is, is your path. I think the biggest thing is I just need to sit down and I need to work with you because I can't meditate worth a shit, for one. <laughs> Meditation is, is it's easy. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be more than five minutes, to be honest with you. Um, and it's it's not... It doesn't have to be, like, deep and meaningful or anything. Like, you don't have to... It's honestly, it's okay. Like, I fall asleep when I meditate, and that's totally fine. Because your your mind, your beard is more receptive in that, that state. Mm-hmm. The problem with Shane's mind is it races too much. I think that's why he has a hard time with meditation. I have an ADD mind. So, I don't have ADD, but it's the same thing. I'll find that I'm, like, kind of trying to relax and meditate, and all of a sudden it's like, did I do this? Do I, did I do this? Do I need to do this? Like, what about this? And I just start thinking about all this random stuff. And when I catch myself doing that, I just kind of, I'll say to myself, I'll just repeat like focus or center. And it helps me get back to where I need to be. But once I, my mind starts racing again on other stuff and I catch it, I just kind of start doing that again. Just either saying center or focus and bringing myself back into that. And one, another trick that I've learned, um, when I first start, uh, kind of like meditating when I'm first going into it. Uh, I'll just say it's myself. Um, I connect myself to the stars above and the earth below and find the perfect balance in between. And so I'm starting off my meditation centered. And then when I find myself getting off track, I, I start telling myself to focus. I think once I start working with you, I think it would all make sense. But right now it's just words. But once I can put words to meaning and actually feel exactly what it's supposed to do, then that's when the aha moment yeah. will click in my and I'm, mind. I'm sure there's someone that's listening to this that are having similar problems and they might get some value out of out of what I'm saying and like yeah. how to bring yourself back to where you need to be. And I can mm-hmm. even recommend some uh, meditation music that I have that I listen to that helps me kind of focus on what... The, the task at hand as opposed to all the mm-hmm. other stuff that wants to float around in my head. Yeah. But yeah, I look forward to working with you. I think uh, a lot of questions will get answered not by words, but by feelings and meanings and energy. Yeah, that's most likely true. Uh, it's For me, it's I'm the same type of person where I can hear words, I can hear people tell me stuff, but until I physically do it myself, until I experience it myself, mm-hmm. it's it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. It's- so, Tim, now that we got to see a little bit about you, got to learn a little bit about you, your progression uh, through the paranormal and where you're at now, which, by the way, I wanted to make a comment on this. Um, so technically... If I remember correctly, looking back at the dates, I technically started in the paranormal field before you. Probably. But I feel like we are very, very similar because on a few of my ep- on a few of our episodes that we've recorded, I've referenced that you know I've had paranormal occurrences happening ever since I was a kid. But it wasn't until I started watching Ghost Hunters on TV when it really sparked that interest. And the fact that you and me are are on the same playing field in regards to that, it, it took watching Ghost Hunters to be like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? 
And you took one path, and obviously I took another path where I went from starting on a team to getting fired real quick to starting my own team and then just expanding from there. And you took the route of doing a couple public investigations with your best friend, Brandy, and then got the opportunity to join a team, you know, even though the founder didn't want you on the team, you, it was a package deal anyway, and then you grew from there. So I've, I find a lot of similarities. It's like we're meant to know each other. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, I didn't start Wisps, but I helped shape it into what it became. Yeah. Um, without branding myself, that team probably would have fizzled out a long time ago. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but... I think you set a good foundation for that team and I what did. it is now. Yeah. Uh, I think they they had a good, strong, like, start, but I think... Um, with Brandy and I coming in, we were able to kind of, I mean, kind of bridge that gap with certain things. Because a lot of the teams, and nothing against this, um, a lot of the people on the team at the time were are LDS. And so they were looking at it from an LDS perspective. Yeah. Where Brandy was kind of practicing Catholicism, but she also in the past has practiced uh, Wicca. Um, long time ago so she still has some of her pagan roots as well so yeah we were able to bring like a different perspective in like i grew up lds as well um i believe in being more spiritual than religious and i'm actually in the process of learning about paganism uh in general mm-hmm. um i was actually listening to my intro to paganism book on the way up here uh, but i i've found that a lot of the stuff that i'm hearing in this book i've been doing for a couple of years without realizing that i'm technically practicing uh paganism mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing like paganism is it's um from what i'm learning is is a religion to me that makes sense it feels right because it's, yeah. well, it's a it's based on a person-to-person basis it's what you believe in is what the root of paganism is exactly you're not you're not going off of other people's beliefs. You're forming your own, right? And you're, you're living those beliefs. Um, that to me, that just makes more sense. And I found that like one of the things I was saying um, when I do, I go down and do like guided like sound bath meditations. And one thing that just hit me one day, like I set up a bunch of my crystals near me, like in a circle with one in the middle. And I started having people like seeing me do that, and they're like, "Well, what are you doing?" And I go, well, okay, so this stone here in the middle kind of represents me. And it, it mm-hmm. changes which one's in the middle. Yeah. Um, depending on kind of like what my guides tell me to use at the time. But I usually have like six or seven crystals in a circle around it. And basically what I'm doing is it's called circle casting. Mm. I'm putting a protective circle around myself. So another thing that I can do is uh, I'm an emotional empath. So I can feel your emotions, whether I want to or not. Um, my father's the same way, by the way. It's it's not fun at mm-hmm. all. I know. Um, I've I've I think you've seen me where I've gotten angry for no apparent reason. Actually, I know you've seen it because I gave you the death stare. Um, yeah, we have a story about that. <laughs> I, I stared you down, and and the thing is, is as it was happening, I don't know why I singled you out or why I was like because I love you like my own brother like you're an awesome guy and I have nothing against you but I just remember while this channeling was happening it was like I was trying to intimidate you yeah out of everybody that was in the room with us like I just remember focusing on you and then Caden's looking at me and then looking at you like oh shit (laughs) yeah so I'm not a small guy I'm 6'5 300 pounds and you're nowhere near as big as I am so oh yeah 
there was a couple of people that thought they were going to have to get in between the two of us. Um, no, nah, I'd, I'd watch it. <laughs> Celebrity death match. <laughs> May the best beard win. Right. The loser has to shave. Oh, God. I've done that this year. I'll never do that again. Oh, yeah. I remember when you were a baby face. Oh, I it hated was cute. It. I hated it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, Crystal Grid we Circle were, protecting yourself. Because we oh, were yeah. in Benson Grid Smell when that happened. And yeah, we so, were on the second or third floor, and you just gave me the death glare. And Caden's eyes was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so um, I've since learned that you know, using these crystals, putting them in a circle around me, mm-hmm. uh, I was you know, talking about being an emotional empath, being filling people's energies and, and, and stuff like that. So when you're in a sound bath meditation, you're not by yourself. There's you know one person playing the singing bowls. Yeah. And then you've got a bunch of people in there. They're doing their meditation. They're releasing a lot of energy. And the thing is, is being an emotional empath, I can absorb that stuff whether I want to or not. Yeah. So I've, I started putting that circle of crystals around me and found that after the first time I did that, it actually blocked like everybody. I couldn't feel anybody's energy in the room except for my own. Hmm. So I've just continued doing it and I've had people ask me and I explain to them, I'm like, well, this one here in the middle is me. The rest of them is a, a protective barrier that keeps me from absorbing your energies while we're doing this meditation. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm learning about paganism, I hear him talk about circle casting. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, so it's like I've kind of been practicing some pagan techniques without realizing that's what I'm actually doing. Yeah. Um, but circle casting is, is a new one that I've recently learned. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, I think that's enough for one episode for today. But we definitely want you back on the back on our episode, probably season two. And oh, we, want, we want to talk to you some more. I'm happy to come back anytime you want. Awesome. Um, so where can people find you? Now, not particularly you, but for EVV podcast or anything like that. And where can people buy your product? So easiest way to find us, just remember evp.pod. Um, that's our tag for Instagram and Facebook. And that's our, our, our Gmail. So evp.pod at gmail.com. Um, you can hit us up on the social medias. You can send us an email. Um, I'm usually the one that answers the, most of the social media stuff and the emails too. So you're probably mm-hmm. going to get a hold of me if you get any of those. Um, as far as my sprays go right now, I just sell them at Synchronicities in Sandy, Utah. Um, they go for $25 a bottle and that they're worth it. Um, I'm not just saying that because I make it the, I've actually made pretty decent amount of money selling these like mm-hmm. it's, they've been it's it's almost weekly that i'm in there restocking uh they, they sell out pretty quick well and you take your time and you've experimented and you tested and you know what works and so you put that in a bottle for everybody else to share the wealth yes and i've, I've had the help of my spirit guides and i've had the help of other gifted people kind of perfecting the recipe i use to make the the sprays um the most popular one seems to be my grounding and cleansing spray. And what I do differently than other sprays is I don't put the crystals in the actual bottle itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I do charge, I do make moon water that's charged with moon energy. 
Yeah. As well as the crystals that I put into the the water itself. So the water is energetically charged um, that I use in all my sprays. And the reason why I did that is because like the having the crystals and sprays a good idea. But a lot of times, like some of the people would also put like Palo Santo, actual Palo Santo, and, and actual sage in there, and mm-hmm. the stuff would break apart and get into the spraying mechanism and jam it up. And I was going through so many lids, you know, just to get through one bottle of spray to where yeah. I just kind of hit me. My guides are like, you know, start making your sprays. And the first one that I came up with is is doing really well. Um, people seem to really like that spray. That's awesome. Well, that's awesome. And uh, we will post up pictures. Um, I will share some pictures from when me and Tim first met to now. Uh, we will also post up links and everything like that. So that way you can find their podcast and you can find where Synchronicities is. So that way you can buy their product if you're locally here to Utah or, and or Idaho. Um, did you have anything to add, David? No. <laughs> classic david move right there man of many words (laughs) well we thank uh tim for coming all the way up to ogden utah to do this podcast with us we really appreciate it well thanks for having me on you're very welcome we've been actually been biting at the bit to to finally get you on and talk to you and get you on our podcast and everything and i can't wait for the day when I get to see you and the Buku boys, and that's going to be next month for the potluck. That's going to be fun. Yeah, we need to hang out more. It's sad how little we hang out. Well, I think the the distance is kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely true. We need to do more like joint investigations or just hanging out in general. Yeah, definitely. And I will definitely be hitting you up to do some more work and help evolve my third eye if you cool. know what I mean yep I'm gonna touch your third and eye and I'm good you don't have to worry about me <laughs> we just want to caress your third eye David no don't touch my third eye leave Run it alone third eye. <laughs> I'll get your third eye as long as he gets your heart <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but we thank you for coming on to our uh, episode today and my name is Shane that's David and we appreciate you listening to us and you have a great rest of your day Bye-bye. Peace out, butterflies. Classic. Right. (laughs) You are listening to the Bear River Paranormal Podcast, BRP Podcast. If you or you know of someone who is having issues with an entity or a possible haunting, please send us an email, text, or call. You can find all of our information at www.bearriverparanormal.com. We work 24-7 so we can resolve your paranormal issues quickly and as conveniently as possible. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Toss us a rating or a review. You can also find us on Facebook at BRP Podcast. If you are interested in sponsoring us, or if you like your products featured on the show, please send us a message. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day.